Thanks for downloading episode 94 of the Shrimps Verdict podcast. All opinions expressed are those of the individual contributors and not necessarily those of either Morecambe Football Club or of Beyond Radio. Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio. Inside the centre circle, it's going to try and chip it towards the edge of the penalty area. Morecambe just needs to make sure we get this clear here. It's going to fall for the left boot of Dan Ullandula, who gets a drive in, and that one is really well blocked by Ryan Cooney. Here comes Caleb Watts on this right hand side, looking to get Jensen Weir in. Springs away from Circum. Jensen Weir might think about pulling the trigger instead, slips it through to Kieran Phillips. Jensen Weir yes, then finds what the a goal. That is a lovely breakaway move for Morecambe to open the scoring in the 20th minute. Daniel Ndulu had a shot in the edge of the box for Cheltenham Town, blocked by Ryan Cooney. And then we broke down that right-hand side. Caleb Watts involved, fed it into the feet of Jensen Weir. And he didn't panic, he just played a lovely one-two on the edge of the box, drew the keeper and then slipped it into the corner for his ninth goal of the season to make it Morecambe 1, Cheltenham Town 0. And that's a terrific breakaway move from the Shrimps. One end to the other in a flash. And I've got to say, credit to Jensen, where he was instrumental in the build-up to the goal. He just takes an extra step to take away the pressure from Liam Serkham, plays the ball out, receives it back in the incredible area of the pitch and manages to find the back of the net with a, a swift one-two move. And I, I, I just can't put into words how pleasing that goal was to watch there, Dave. Really, really good stuff. Super, super football from Morecambe, Ryan Broom. Trying to mop up on the edge of his own box. He's been dispossessed though by Shaw. Delaney is still drifting out towards that side. Gets the crossing as well. And Phillips goes for the oh, overhead. And that would what. have been the goal of the season if that had found the back of the net. What a cross from Ryan Delaney, first of all. How about that one? Straight onto the uh, overhead kick for Kieran Phillips. And that was destined for the bottom corner. And that was a fine save by Luke Southwood to deny him. Dave, you said Ryan Delaney not known for his wing play. It was tremendous play from Morgan's number six down that right-hand side just to skip away from danger and deliver a delicious ball into the mix. Kieran Phillips, a man with confidence, and that was on full display right there. Good header by Ferry, and going to fall as far as Liam Shaw, who goes oh, up and oh. over, looking for a lovely run of Caleb Watts. Flag stays down, how about that for a foul? Caleb Watts cannot believe that the referee put his arms behind his back there. Derek Adams is absolutely furious. It's a corner, it probably should have been more corner from the right side another deep one looking for Ryan Delaney heads go up there at the back post that's going to probably be another corner is it I think Southall can just clear this one though that does well to get it down the line to Ferry who's going to left foot again into the path of Circum midway inside the half and that up and over well. that is a lovely ball from Circum Alfie Mays bearing down on goal one on one Alfie Mays does not miss those and quick as a flash, Chatelain Town out of nowhere have equalised. It was a corner for Morecambe on the right-hand side. It was deep, very kept it alive on this right side into Circum. It was a delicious ball up and over the top, you have to say. Alfie May clean through, one-on-one. He scored 26 goals last season and he's just buried it past Connor Ripley for his eighth goal of the campaign this time round to make it with five minutes to go till half-time. Morecambe won, Cheltenham Town won. Well, that's certainly against uh, a run of play, but credit to the ball three. It was a, a, a sublime pass and Alfie May times his run to perfection. And when he's bearing down on goal one-on-one like that, the goal-scoring prowess that he has about him, you've got to fancy him from those areas. 
And like we say, Dave, it's certainly come against the run of play. Cheltenham can't quite get that, and Gibson's going to get it to Jensen Weir, who's pouring forward over the halfway line. Here comes Ryan Cooney on the overlap. Squares the ball oh, across. So what it should be tucked in for yeah! It's tucked in for 2-1, and that was another good breakaway from the Shrimps. Cheltenham made a mess of it on the edge of their area. We broke away. Jensen Weir out towards Cooney. Bumped into the penalty area on the right-hand side. You have to say, the ball across wasn't great, but Cheltenham didn't clear their lines, and Kieran Phillips just about gets it up on it to score his seventh goal of the season as the ball rolls into the corner and just after half time it's Morecambe 2 Chatland Town 1 terrific counter attack football from the Shrimps down that right hand side all of a sudden it's 4 versus 2 Cooney like you say the goal uh, sorry the, the ball across just lacking a little bit he'll be disappointed with that but uh, Cheltenham unable to clear their lines it was a simple kick up field they get it mixed up in the feet and all of a sudden Kieran Phillip yet again right place and right time to punish the opposition and just after half time it's Morecambe 2 Cheltenham 1 and we said the importance of him uh, rediscovering his, his goal scoring and all of a sudden he's got three goals in two games. Elliot Bonds back to Gibbo once more. Liam Shaw inside the centre circle. Back to Jacob Vidal. Being encouraged to bring the ball into the Cheltenham Town half, which he does. Weir, lovely football. Phillips might think about a low drive. Oh. Phillips does think about a low drive and it's parried away by the keeper Southwood. Broom down this left-hand side. He's going to try and drive to the byline. He's got the better of Liam Shaw as well. And gets the shot in on the near post. And that is well turned behind for a corner by Ripley. Perry. Gibson tries to nick it away. Weir might have a break away on here. On right Ashley side. Hunter is free on this right-hand side. Gets the ball under his spell. Ashley Hunter's bearing down on the edge of the box. That's oh, it's a great effort. It's cleared away. Kieran Phillips, lovely neat feet from Phillips. Oh, quite get the shot away. That was the chance we had to make the game safe. Great breakaway once more. Reaction to the action. This is the Shrimp's Verdict on Beyond Radio. Williams smashes it against Jensen Weir. Referee looks at his watch again. Get in there! to his lips. And you can hear what that means to the majority of the crowd here in the Mazuma Stadium this afternoon. We have got the job done. It was scruffy. It was scrappy in the second half. But thanks to Kieran Phillips and his seventh goal of the season, two minutes after half-time, Morecambe have made it three straight wins for the first time since April 2021. And Matt Smith alongside myself, Dave Salmon, that result lifts the Shrimps out of the League One relegation zone. The fortress Mazuma Stadium strikes again. Nobody will want to travel to the Mazuma at the minute. The way the Morecambe are playing, absolutely tremendous performance yet again. Deserved winners. And what a moment for everybody out there in red. Incredible afternoon for the Shrimps. A big, big, big result and a big afternoon for everybody involved with Morecambe Football Club. And a different type of win as well, Matt. The Lord Mayor's show on New Year's Eve. A scruffy, scrappy, bitty performance where we really had to dig in. And that's what's going to please, I think, probably Derek Adams. This will probably be his favourite win of the three because it was so scrappy and we were so determined to hold on to those points. It's about finding ways to win, Dave. Like I say, the other wins were, were quite convincing. A bit scrappier, this one. But you find a way to win and you find a way to bag the three points. And Morecambe have been able to do that. And that's a testament to, to all the lads and everyone involved. Delighted. Quick, quick, quick. Go and get that video. <laughs> Cheers, Dave. Matt Smith from the Shrimps Media team alongside me. And you can just hear what it means. And, and the Morecambe players, are, well, they're, they're essentially doing a lap of honour, almost. 
And you can't blame them really because it's been a long time since we managed to win three games in a row in the league. The last time it happened was way back in April 2021 and it was during the lead to Derek Adams promotion season. Well, we had wins against Scunthorpe and Oldham and then away at Grimsby at the end of April. And unlike the 2-0 victory against Accrington and the 5-0 demolition of Burton Albion on New Year's Day, this is a different kind of win. We were sensational at times going forward in the first half. Deservedly took the lead after 20 minutes. Jensen Weir's ninth goal of the season. After brilliant play down the right-hand side involving Watson Phillips, Weir played it into Kieran Phillips on the edge of the area. Lovely reverse pass back to him. And Weir just steered it into the corner for his ninth of the campaign. Uh, it was one all though, five minutes before half-time. And it was probably Cheltenham's best moment of the game, actually. Liam Serkin with the ball up and over after they broke away after a mock and corner. Alfie May ran onto it. He scored 26 goals last season. He wasn't going to miss one. He was put clean through. And he made no mistake past Ripley uh, for 1-1. So that changes the team talk, I suppose, a little bit for Derek Adams. But we retook the lead just two minutes after the restart. It was a bit scruffy. It was a bit scrappy. But again... It was from a breakaway. Down this right-hand side, it involved a couple of Morecambe players. Ryan Cooney on the overlap. His ball from the right side uh, wasn't great. It should have been cleared, really, but the Cheltenham defender fluffed his lines and that allowed Kieran Phillips to get a scuffed effort in. And although it was scuffed, it was far enough in the corner to beat the keeper, Southwood, and dribble in to the far corner uh, to restore the lead for Morecambe. After that, it was tense, it was scruffy, it was scruffy. But Conor Ripley didn't really have too much to do, in fairness, in the Morecambe goal. Lots of blind, long balls into the box, lots of aerial attacks as well, but uh, Cheltenham couldn't quite get the rub of the green that they were after to perhaps get some direct shots on goal. Morecambe happy to soak that pressure up and then maybe hit on the counter-attack. And uh, indeed, Ash Hunter, just a few minutes from time, uh, perhaps should have put the game to bed off the bench. Great to see Ash Hunter back, by the way, uh, five minutes from the end. His snapshot was saved really well by Southwood and Phillips couldn't quite put in the rebound. It matters not. We have won three games in a row uh, for the first time in a couple of seasons. And that result pulls Morecambe into 19th place in the League One table. It's funny how football can turn around in a week and a half, but that's what it's done. Morecambe now on 24 points uh, from the 19 games, uh, from the uh, 25 games played. 19th place. And the bottom of the table looking like this. Forest Green Rovers on 20. MK Dons 21. Burton Albion 22. Accrington inside the bottom four also on 22. And then Cambridge 24. Morecambe 24. Sets up rather nicely for our trip to the Abbey Stadium. Next Saturday it is another massive afternoon of football ahead. There's nothing more than we deserved. You know, our performances before this run were very good. And uh, we should have won more games than we have done. We've drawn you know, a number of games where we should have won, i.e. Portsmouth. But um, today, again, um, the goals that we scored, the first goal was outstanding, the way we passed it, the way we opened up Cheltenham and uh, got the goal through Jensen Weir. And then the second goal as well, Kieran Phillips is involved again and, and gets it. And, you know, we should have gone ahead in the game. Uh, we could have had a penalty kick with Caleb Watts through on goal. Probably should have been a penalty and a sending off from where I was. Uh, I haven't seen it back yet. But uh, over the afternoon, they score against the run of play. We were in domination uh, in the game. And later on in the game, as you do, um, you're the away team and pushing forward, they tried to get the equaliser. But um, over the afternoon, the three points were deserved. I thought between minute five and 35, that, that's probably the best half an hour I've seen all season. I thought the football was tremendous. 
that's the best football that Morecambe have ever seen. Uh, there's no doubt about that. You know the way they, they pass the ball, the way they retain possession, the way they created chances. Um, I don't think that you'll see many better performances. Got to remember we're at uh, League One level now, and uh, this is the first time in their history that uh, they've won three games on the trot uh, in this league. But uh, today, the confidence, the enthusiasm uh, from the, the players, and we've got to remember we've got a young squad. The oldest outfield player was 26 today, and uh, we've given, you know, trust in these young players uh, to go and do the business. It felt like in that spell that that trust you've given them, it's just all come and clicked at once. Yeah, I mean, you've got to remember, I've come in in a difficult time last February, and uh, it takes you a bit of time to weed out what. Uh, players you don't want and we still got to do that uh, in this transfer window to allow us to take in players that we do want and uh, you know I think that uh, until we do that we're not going to be in a situation where we can fully move forward but um, we're seeing great strides we're seeing players that have come from their loan clubs doing well and uh, we've seen the togetherness in the squad You had to show spirit as well second half because Cheltenham really went for it after you went 2-1 up so you had to show your resolve and determination as well yeah they certainly did you know the, the rain started to come on the wind started to, to pick up and they pushed us you know back they made a number of substitutions they went for it which they're going to do they're 2-1 uh, down at the time and they're obviously thinking can we you know get a draw here because it'll allow them to have the points gap between uh, us and them but unfortunately you know for them they, they, we've closed the gap today to, to four points Spoke to Kieran Phillips in the week and he was saying he was a bit down, hadn't scored for a while, but he was saying that the goal he scored last week just will hopefully kick him on and I thought he was tremendous today. Yeah, I mean, he is a goal scorer and uh, he, you know, runs in behind and he wants to do that quite a bit. And, uh, you know, he set up the the first goal as well for Jensen Weir, but uh, his overall game was excellent today. Caleb Watts working off of him exceptionally hard, but I just thought that, you know, the performance levels of all the players were, were very good today. You're out of the bottom four, which is fantastic to see. I suppose the thing now is just to, to build on that and keep going. Yeah, I mean, we, that's all we're trying to do. You know, We're trying to um, be better than financial position uh, is, which is you know, down the bottom of the league. And uh, you know, that's all you can ask you know, from the players and the management team. Ash Hunter came on. Fantastic to see him as well. Yeah, I mean, I gave him uh, 10 minutes. I was thinking... Yeah, will I do it or will I not? It was a difficult time in the game, but I knew that um, he could take the ball and, and take it for a run. And he was unfortunate not to have scored when he was through. And uh, it came back off. Kieran Phillips then hits the post. Transfer window so far, one in, one out. It's going to be a busy couple of weeks, or is it to see how what happens? Yeah, it'll still be one in, one out. And, uh, you know, we'll have a bit of a activity uh, next week. One more go out and one more come in. Finally, that dressing room must be a much happier place now. It's always been a happy place, uh, you know. I think that um, we've got a group of players that uh, understand, you know, what the football club's about, their enthusiasm, their work ethic, and uh, their willingness to do well. Cheltenham next week, another team in and around you, and it's uh, it's been quite ironic how you've played so many teams around you in so few weeks. Yeah, I mean, it's been important to get the three points, and uh, away to Cambridge, you've come off a loss at. Uh, uh, against Bristol Rovers today and uh, it's another you know, big game and uh, we want to go there and uh, you know, get the three points Derek a great three points today thanks so much thank you Derek of the three wins which one is your favourite? always uh, the last win uh, <laughs> you know I think that um, all you do is go to the next game and uh, I think that the way we played today you know, was excellent at times I know we scored five the, the other night against Burton but the way we passed the ball 
uh, an, an opened up Cheltenham was very good to do and it shows that, that we can win under different circumstances we can wallop teams we can be solid and we can also do the, the scrappy the scruffy wins as well yeah I mean we've scored nine goals now uh, in the last three games we've conceded one so um, it certainly you know helped us in a positive direction and uh, you know giving us that advantage with the goal difference and also the points difference as well and being at the bottom four what does that do psychologically yeah, I mean, we're trying to catch the teams above us and uh, we've closed the gap between ourselves and a number of teams. We've gone ahead of a number of teams and, uh, you know, it, I think, you know, psychologically uh, for the opposition, when they come in and see that Bowe could have won again, uh, they become disappointed. Is it fair to say that the home form is going to be crucial? That's four wins and three draws in our last seven, turning the Mazuma into a bit of a fortress? Yeah, I mean, I think that's always been the case where, you know, home form here it, it has been really important over the years. But um, we we'll certainly have to go away from home and win games as well and, uh, you know, pick up points. Enjoy the win, Gaffer. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Well, Liam, a third win in a row for you. Uh, what a difference uh, two weeks has made. Yeah, um, 100%, I think. I think we've built some momentum off the back of um, the two wins over the Christmas period and we're looking like we've... Uh, we're looking like a really good team at the minute and I think um, when you watch us I think you can tell there's been a bit bit of a, um, a mentality change and we're, we're starting to believe in ourselves a bit more Some of the football today especially in the first half I thought was the best I've seen from a Morecambe team for a long long time 100% I mean you've just got to look at the goal the goal is absolutely world class um, I think it was Kieran and Jensen um, just shows the ability we've got we've got in the squad and when we, um, when we get the ball done we can't play Kieran Phillips had a hand in the first, he scored the second and he almost got one before that with an amazing overhead kick. Yeah, um, I was directly behind him. I thought when he's went, when he's went up in the air, I thought surely he's not going to try it, but he's made, he's made a great connection with it, but unfortunately um, it hasn't went in. We've talked a bit the last few weeks. Do you think those wins have been coming? You've not been far away, just not getting those goals when you've been on top, but the last three games, that's happened. Like I said before, I think, um, I think it was just a bit of we need a bit of self-belief. Um, we could see that even in the Paul Field game, I, th- I thought the performance was, was good. I think we're, we were just lacking goals. But now that we've kind of um, started believing in ourselves a bit more, you can see it on the pitch. And we've, we've now um, put, put three, three wins together in a row and hopefully wouldn't, uh, wouldn't continue that. So many good individual performances. Uh, you're now in this new midfield role. We spoke before the game and you seem to be really enjoying it. Yeah, I like I like it in there. Um, I like being able to get in the ball and, and start attacks. I'm, I'm not saying I'm um, I'm the best. I'm the best on the ball. I, I, I like to I like to rat around and um, give it to players that are better than me on the ball, like Shawzy and Jensen, and let them let them do the stuff. Do you think the manager's found the, the formula he's been looking for? It's, it's taken a bit of time, but you're getting there. You've won the three in a row, but it's, it's job only half done still, isn't it really? Hundred percent. We just we need to we need to build on that again at at Cambridge Cambridge next week. But I think with the three wins we have got, we've we've dragged a few more a few more teams back into the to the uh, relegation fight. How nice is it for you to be out of that bottom four? Very nice. I think um, we've. I think if you asked us uh, three weeks ago, I think we'd probably say no chance. But now that we're uh, we're looking like a really good team, we've built a bit of confidence. So like I said before, hopefully we can. Long may that continue. The home form has been great, unbeaten in seven, four wins now from those seven games. Away at Cambridge next week, never an easy place to go, is it? No, definitely not. I think you've seen in the, the past few years, even the promotion season, we've we got beat there 
um, away end. Obviously, we got beat there last season as well, but I think we've we've built up enough momentum now to um, go there and give them a really good game. It's the Shrimps Verdict Podcast, part of Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio. Hi from Dave Salmon. Thanks as ever for your ears in this episode. Always available, of course, on Apple, Google and Spotify. Simply search the Shrimps Verdict. You can ask your smart speaker. And, of course, all episodes available on beyondradio.co.uk. Click on the podcast section in the main menu. Uh, so on we go then. Another huge game. It's been a just... It, it feels like a, a pivotal few weeks, doesn't it? I know Derek Adams was playing it down uh, before Christmas but uh, it genuinely has felt that way and that's certainly how it's been borne out on the field that's for sure another huge game next Saturday the Abbey Stadium the destination uh, Morecambe on the road to play Cambridge United and ahead of the game I've been talking to Jack Swindlehurst Jack is one of the hosts of the fantastic Under the Abbey Stand a Cambridge United fans podcast and uh, Jack very knowledgeable about all things Cambridge and uh, the ideal man then to get the full lowdown on Mark Bonner's men ahead of our trip there next weekend it's a three o'clock kickoff on Saturday if you can't get down to the game full commentary of course as ever on Shrimps Live on FM and DAB plus across North Lancashire and South Cumbria and of course via iFollow from 245 uh, so, Jack, thanks for jumping on our pod again. We had a great chat uh, a few months ago, but um, things have changed a, a little bit, to say the least, on the field for you guys, I think, since then. We'll, we'll talk about that in just a second. But uh, before we get down to business, uh, remind us once again all about the Under the Abbey Stand podcast. Yep, yeah, uh, much like ourselves, a fan started podcast Under the Abbey Stand. We started uh, back in the League Two days of Cambridge United uh, over four years ago now, and we've seen some pretty uh, amazing sights. And uh, yeah, win win at Newcastle in the third round of the FA Cup, and uh, yeah, trips to some pretty big grounds. And uh, we're in League One, and the experience is suddenly becoming very sobering. But uh, as you know, doing a podcast when teams are in bad form, it can often make for a better podcast. So we're getting some good uh, good feedback anyway. And uh, national recognition uh, for you guys. I, 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 did you go to the awards ceremony? Jack, tell us all about it. Yeah, it was brilliant. Um, the FSA awards were um, were held in uh, in London, um, down in Park Lane at uh, at Nobu. Very posh. I think we all felt a little out of place. <laughs> and some of the pod members uh, certainly made the most of the free champagne. Um, but it was a shame uh, losing to uh, to Man City. Um, Blue Moon podcast, uh, but yeah, they got club podcast of the year. But um, it just goes to show there's nothing they can't buy. Uh, no, they're they're <laughs> fully fully deserving of that uh, of that crown. And it was a really good night. Met some great people and some uh, great uh, fan media. And it makes it sh- it shows you it's all worthwhile as a fan to get into it. And uh, yeah, it really does kind of make it uh, make it seem a, like it's all a, a, a good cause. I think that's what it's all about, Jack, isn't it? Yeah, you can feel sometimes like you're you're sort of shouting into the void a bit almost, but when you get recognised in that way, it does just make it everything worthwhile. Yeah, certainly. There's a, a, an incredible amount of hard work. Um, you know, Julian, um, Tom, and I kind of started the podcast. Julian being the driving force, and Tom, the mainstay, who's been on pretty much every podcast we've ever done, uh, and then fantastic three lads have joined since. But we've got a massive team of writers and contributors and fan, other fans, you know, opposition podcasts that come on. It's a, it's a massive like community and team thing. So it is just yeah, just shows you what a what a brilliant kind of community is built out of um, out of passionate fans of, of football clubs. And the ones, that are the ones that are the best to listen to, in my opinion, uh, are, are the fans-driven ones because they're not corporate. You tell it like it is, and I think, as you said there, Jack, when things aren't quite going so well, it it, it almost makes for better content, bizarrely. 
Um, yeah, I think there's only so many ways when a team's on a winning run that you can really like analyze it other than saying it's going really well and, you know, putting players on a pedestal. But And it's not to say that, you know, you, you cut players down or shoot them down when you're doing badly, but you can analyse how a team isn't doing so well a bit easier when when things aren't going badly and there's more to actually analyse. And I think it just makes for better, more interesting listening um, for, a, for a passionate fan of a certain club. So let's rewind back to uh, late September. Uh, 2-1 win for yourselves at the Mazuma Stadium. Late Harvey Nibs winner. I didn't think there was much in the game on, on that occasion, but you had that extra bit of nous, that extra 10% to get over the line and get that three points. And, and at the time, it was early days in the season, of course, but at the time, everything in the garden w- w- was pretty rosy. It certainly was. And then someone, uh, when we came up there, put some type of uh, curse on us because it's uh, it's gone seriously downhill since then. Like you say, it was a bit of a nip and tuck game. And I think we were happy, really happy to come away with the three points that day. Um, and of course, Jensen Weir, who a player we spoke about when we spoke back then, has just been, you know, an incredible player for you. And he showed glimpses for us, but it's kind of showing us what we're missing um, a player like Weir, who's performed yeah. just so well for yourself since then. And then, yeah, as I say, since then, October was a pretty dire month for us in the league. It was um, a lot of tough trips away. We always lose away at Wickham, so there's no surprise to that. But quite a damaging home defeat to Port Vale in there and, you know, trips to Ipswich and Pompey and uh, home loss to Derby. And suddenly we were, you know, we were staring down the barrel a bit in, in November thinking, right, we need to put some performances together. And then November came and went, and again it was, um, you know, there was there was clean sheets, uh, two of which were against Kurz and Ashton, who we scraped past in the FA Cup on pens. But yeah, Grimsby uh, then dumped us out of the FA Cup at the end of November, and suddenly de- December, which was full of tough fixtures, was was more over facing than we had, we ever thought it could be. You look at Ipswich, you look at Sheffield Wednesday, and and, and I, I I think I've always been of this opinion since we got promoted into League One. They are free hits. You have some great days out, but you don't expect to get much. And your season isn't going to be defined by the results against the teams towards the top end of the table. But I suppose what, what's gone wrong, Jack? Is it just you've had a bad run of fixtures or, or is there a bit more to it than that? It's very tough. And, you know, there's a there's a a big sliding scale of football fans and who blames who and how bad it really is. And, uh, you know, there's a, a section of fans who every club has, who are the doom and gloomers and uh, call for the manager's head whenever it goes wrong. And I think there's quite a a big portion of Cambridge United fans who think Mark Bonner is still the right man for the job and has done an incredible, incredible job to bring us to where we are. I think personnel-wise, we, we were always looking a bit light and a couple of injuries have made us look really light. We've, um, you know, we've had quite bad luck of injuries with defenders, which we always seem to, but we've been, you know, we've been light at the back. We've recalled Liam Bennett from Walsall just, but he's had a great loan out at Walsall and we've, you know, we've, had injuries to to to, to our centre backs and that's been really disrupted. I think we've looked quite um, kind of two D going forward. Really, uh, Joe Ironside has certainly struggled uh, of, of late and has certainly been worked out by a lot of teams. There was kind of we didn't score a goal for hours on end, and then we did against Grimsby in the FA Cup. And Sam Smith thought it would be a good idea to shush our fans when he did score, and then lo and behold, they beat us in, with a last minute winner. Um, so yeah, goal scoring has been a real issue for us. 
Um, and yeah, then Boxing Day was a kind of a glimmer in a really dark time for us. A two-one home win against Shrewsbury, um, and Smith, you know, vilified himself a bit there by getting a goal, um, uh, the winning goal in that game. Uh, two two really good finishes in that game. But um, yeah, we've struggled going forward, and we look short on ideas, uh, and we look short on personnel. You know, in in the middle of midfield as well, we've got two very young players who are fantastic, but. We're heaping a lot of pressure on uh, players to to perform um, at a really crucial point in the season. Can that be rectified in the window? Have you got budget to uh, to strengthen? We've been told we have, and we've been told to expect signings, but nothing's come yet. And I think there's a couple of fans who are quite disappointed not to see anyone new come in before um, before this weekend's game because. Um, Last time out, we took a trip to, to Sheffield Wednesday and got pumped 5-0. I mean, last season, we went there and got beat 6-0. So, um, if you're a real optimist, you might think we're slightly uh, on the up. But, um, yeah, we uh, we really we, we named a five-player bench against Wednesday, one of whom is a, a very, very young youth player. We were looking just like not really having much inspiration from the bench and started uh, Saiku Jana with his first league start, um, who's not really kind of shown the quality needed at League One. Um, and yeah, we suddenly look incredibly light. So I think hopefully, if not tomorrow, then after the weekend's game, we bring in two or three, you know, established league players who can can give us something. We've been linked with Frank Nubel um, from Colchester, um, which hasn't wow. been greeted with much optimism. <laughs> um, but it would be a, a, a player through the door who's yeah. played loads of football league games. So it would be someone. Um, and at the moment, uh, yeah, I, I might put my name forward. <laughs> Go and take your boots on Saturday, Jake. You never know your looks. Um, so the caveat that you haven't brought anybody in yet, by the time people listen to this, that, that that might change, of course. But as your squad stands at this moment, we're speaking on, on, on Thursday before our respective weekend games uh, on, the, on the 7th of January. Um, how are you lining up at the moment? Is it different how you were on, on Saturday? What's a, what's a current Mark Bonner team looking like? I mean, it's looking like the players that are available, to be honest. Um, we, we're not really blessed with much ability to rotate at the moment. Um, so if you look at how we lined up against Sheffield Wednesday, uh, Will Mannion's uh, deputising for Dimitar Mitoff, who's got a bit of an injury layoff at the moment, which is a huge one for us. You know, he's quite well um, documented last season. He was in the FA Cup Team of the Year and League yeah. One and, you know, won all of our Player of the Year trophies. Yeah. So Mitoff was huge. Um, we're playing James Brophy at left back, uh, who uh, some fans of football league will know is you know more widely used as a left midfielder. Greg Taylor and Okadina are at centre back, and then Liam Bennett recalled from Warsaw and straight back into the team at right back. Um, Digby has been the mainstay and always will be in our midfield. Um, you know, captain in the team, um, and then uh, young Jamie Simper um, has come in and made a really good impression. But like I say, it's a lot of um, a lot of pressure on young shoulders. And then a front, uh, uh, a front of Joe Ironside with Smith, Nibs, and Saiku Jana behind them. Uh, our bench looked, as I say, um, pretty light um, at the weekend. Uh, Jack Lancaster, who's kind of blown hot and cold in his time in the United shirt. Shiloh Tracy, who is really exciting player, and I imagine will start at the weekend. And then two extremely young players, Kai Yearn and Hoddle both uh, made at the bench but um yeah i mean we're not we're not blessed with uh, with the ability to make much choice at the moment and hopefully as i say there'll be some um, returning uh, returning players from injury we've got uh, center backs uh, rossi might come back we when i see george williams we're missing may o'neill yeah. uh, we're missing you know okanabire even who's like a yeah. kind of makeshift strike we might have so there's 
plenty of players missing, but also, you know, a new a debutant might have been a nice thing to have ahead of the weekend's game. So you've dropped to uh, within a couple of points at the bottom four then, Jack. That, that has to be a concern, I suppose. But optimistically, we're only at the halfway point of the season and, and, and a lot can happen. But uh, things need to need to turn around pretty quickly. Well, it's funny, yeah. I mean, if we rewind to this time last season when we came up and, you know, we were a bit better off, but, but not by streets and, you know, if you'd said to someone this time last year, you'll still be in League One and you'll be in that position, we would have bitten your hand off. But yeah. it's difficult to kind of have that uh, mindset when you've when you've solidified your place in the season after one se- uh, in the league after one season, and then it starts so well this season, and suddenly we're down there. But you know, a, a victory against Shrewsbury on Boxing Day showed we've still got the quality and the grit to win a game. You know, and then Bristol Rovers coming up. If we can, um, you know, grab something against them. And then suddenly look up. It suddenly it doesn't look uh, as bad, and you can pull pull away from that relegation battle. You know, not everyone in there is going to be winning games. I mean, you uh, you guys winning five nil last time out uh, shook a bit of fear into us. But we know Burton love to concede goals, and we always have a good game against Morecambe. So, like, I feel like the players will enough of those players will have played against Morecambe and will fancy themselves to kind of you know pull out a result. Well, we're chalk and cheese home and away. Uh, we've been terrific at home um, in the last seven or eight home, probably in the game after Cambridge, actually onwards, really. We've uh, we've not looked back, really. And, and 5 nil against Burton was absolutely... It should have been 10 or 12 nil, really. They were mm. absolutely dreadful on the day. Dreadful. Every time we hit the ball over the top and ran onto it, we were through on goal. It was, it was, it was literally that. But um, away from home has been a different beast. We've only won once all season, and that was a... A scrappy last-minute winner against Forest Green. So um, you've you've probably got cause for, for regardless of your squad, you've probably got cause for optimism, really. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's it's kind of we're now at the point with Cambridge United where it's absolutely just a game by game situation. So we've got Bristol Rovers and then yourself both home games, then away at Shrewsbury and then away at Lincoln. Like for for a team of our level and experience in this league recently we could certainly target January as a real time to get some points from games. It won't be easy. There's no easy games in this league, really, maybe apart from Burton, although we only beat them for free. Um, <laughs> and I think, yeah, I think there's real like cause for cautious optimism for United in, in, in this month's games. And it can start, you know, it's all about the start. You know, if we roll over Bristol Rovers, you know, or, or nick a last minute win against them um, this weekend, then it can really set January up. But on the flip side, if they come and beat us, Suddenly, we're staring, staring really down the barrel, and we, you know, we're we're going to be in touching distance of all those teams in the uh, in the relegation zone. Is it fair to say, Jack, that, uh, that I think I asked you this back in September as well? But is it fair to say that there is a, to me, three distinctive thirds of League One? You've got the the money teams, the comfortable teams, and then both of our clubs are in that 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 bottom bottom third, bottom eight or nine clubs, if you will. And we just need to get mid-table within that bottom third and we'll be OK. Yeah, honestly, I, I think we'd we take a finishing a point above the relegation zone in 20th, to be honest. I think it's just about survival. I think first, you know, you can have that first season and, you know, you can surprise some teams and nick some results. And then the second season syndrome can really be the thing that sends you down. So for us, I think the main aim right now is getting wins on the board. Uh, beating the teams around us and surviving this season. I think that's just the, the top and bottom. I don't really know who's in that comfortable bracket, to be honest, because you look at the league table and it so quickly changes and there's not yeah. much, you know, there's 
there's seven points between us and Pompey, and that's where you know the top half starts. And there's only another um, eight until they get to the playoffs. So like it, it's it's tight enough, and I just feel like for a Cambridge United, it just has to be a game by game basis and aiming for survival. And that's you know I don't think that's pessimistic to say. I think it's just a bit of realism. My final two questions, Jack. Thanks very much for your time. By the way, uh, are is Mark Bonner still the man? And secondly, uh, will you or will both clubs or one will one of us fall through the trapdoor at the end of the season, or will we both stay up? So, from first question, yeah, I think Mark Bonner is the right man. Um, you know, he's looked a bit forlorn and uh, you know lacking ideas at times. But then you you look at the flip side and look at the the options, the the limited options he's had. Sometimes he's criticised of making changes too late, but uh, the man is kind of he sticks to his his morals and his ethics and his. Is is you know his techniques for games, and he's he's brought us so far that I think he's kind of earned. He's got a bit in the bank, really, and he yeah. deserves a bit of time. And um, I don't think a change in management at this point is going to be the the difference. I think the personnel um, is is maybe the issue, but he can get them to play, and he's you know he's riled them up enough times to know that he can you know get the best out of these players. In answer to your second question, do we both stay up? I think the absolutely savage. Um, reality of this is is no and I'm not saying it's yourselves that go down over us I think looking at the league table if you look at Cambridge United in 19th uh, Accrington 20th and then Burton Morecambe Milton Keynes and Forest Green I think Forest Green I think will go down I think MK probably will given the state of how they are at the moment but if you know they, they could easily switch this round and I think Burton as you say they looked they looked poor. They just conceded so many goals. So I think, yeah, Forest Green and Burton certainly going down. And then it has to be between Mac, uh, ourselves, Accrington, yourselves. And then, you know, you look at maybe Cheltenham and Dragon and someone from like Lincoln, Oxford and Shrewsbury could fall into it. But I just think there's not really, sadly, a world in where both our teams survive in this league this season <laughs> fingers crossed Jack. I mean that's a gloomy note to end on but <laughs> reality bites I suppose sometimes doesn't it uh, Jack thanks so much for your time really appreciate it uh, one more plug for uh, Under the Abbey Stand podcast uh, at Abbey Stand Pod on all uh, on all social medias and yeah we've had some great inter- interactions from Morgan fans in the past so really appreciate it and uh, all the best guys uh, after when we play every kick every game every goal following Morecambe FC in League One full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio this is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio